1: This is Laura Deardo with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Marva Williams-Lowe, System Chief Pharmacy Officer at MUSC Health. Marva, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here today. Now, I'm really looking forward to our conversation, to hear what you're doing at MUSC Health from a pharmacy lens. I know there's so much happening in healthcare and really a very dynamic space in pharmacy too. So I'm excited to hear more about what you're doing. But before we dive into the broader questions, can you tell me a little bit more about yourself and your background?
2: Yes, definitely. So my name is Marva williams and I'm a healthcare executive with over 20 years experience leading various pharmacy programs and teams in health systems. And over the last um, several years, I've had the opportunity to lead several projects and teams to improve medication management and safety, develop new pharmacy programs, uh, practice models, redesign and design new pharmacy and patient care spaces. And many of these opportunities um, were in ambulatory, retail and hospital pharmacy and spanned critical access hospitals, community hospitals, and academic medical centers. And I am currently the Chief Pharmacy Officer for Medical University of South Carolina Health and the Senior Associate Dean of Clinical Affairs at the MUSC College of Pharmacy here in Charleston, South Carolina.
1: Fantastic. Well, you know, with all the different roles you have in teams that you're working with, what are your top priorities right now? What do you really see as being most important to focus your time and attention on?
2: I would say the top priority is on employee recruitment and retention, and a part of that is employee wellness. And part of looking at the recruitment and retention and employee wellness piece within pharmacy, developing an infrastructure to support pharmacy systemization and growth. Um, and I see those things are all intertwined.
1: Got it. Absolutely. I think that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, certainly um, looking at growth and development, what does that look like from a pharmacy perspective? Um, how are you thinking about that infrastructure for the future that you'll need in order to be successful?
2: So when I think about pharmacy and infrastructure, I think of the key components within pharmacy, whether it be our clinical services, that involve decisions we make around formulary, whether it's medication safety and quality, you know, med management, whether it's our business and finance and budget, um, specialty pharmacy, um, all the various major components of pharmacy. It's really looking at having the right infrastructure in place so that as we continue to grow as a system, that we can move pretty nimbly to being able to support the growth making sure that we have the right team in place um, at the right time, have pharmacists practicing to the top of their license, having pharmacy technicians where we know that um, it's been a challenge to recruit retain across um, the nation, really focusing on having um, pharmacy technicians that could support pharmacists to work at the top of their license. Um, So that's really what the systemization and infrastructure build Um, having the right parts and pieces in place will really help us to be able to grow as a system and support patient care.
1: I love that. I think it's so important to keep all of those things in mind. And I know we talked about not only having that that great patient care element, but then too for the pharmacy techs and other staff and teammates that you're recruiting and trying to retain in thinking about wellness as well, and making sure that you've got um, everything in place to support your team members. It it just seems like that's something that so many different organizations are thinking about and trying to figure out right now. And when it comes to the employee, uh, you know, retention and and wellness element of it, is there anything that you've done at MUSC Health that's been um, worked really well or been beneficial for you? So I think that
2: MUSC does a really great job of um, focusing on employee wellness. Um, We have a health and wellness institute and wellness center, um, EAP services, and we really look at optimizing um, well-being and looking at kind of the, the pillars of health, wellness, and human performance and how that works together. So there's quite a bit of focus within our organization on on the health and wellness piece and providing the resources and support to all employees. Um, And that's very important and critical as we think about all the changes that have gone on in healthcare, the the workforce um, shortages and demands and really ensuring that our teams have what they need to be successful to take care of themselves and ultimately be able to take care of our patients.
1: I appreciate that. That sounds like an amazing infrastructure you have set up in place there, too. Now, when you look at the future, how do you see MUSC evolving over the next two to three years or so?
2: So over the next um, two to three years, I think as we're evolving, we're going to continue that focus on employees, um, you know, workforce uh, requirements, demands, shortages, And in the pharmacy specifically, I think we'll continue to focus on um, developing a consistent pipeline for our pharmacy staff. So looking at um, pharmacy technicians and, you know, apprenticeship programs, um, educational programs, um, collaborating with colleges to ensure that we're developing a pipeline. Mm -hmm. And then as far as pharmacists, you know, really, um, as I mentioned previously, working at You know, how do we help them to work at the top of their license? And I think part of that is also ensuring that we have a strong pharmacy technician staff, um, you know, to support um, the role of the pharmacist. And recently I saw a report from McKinsey and Company um, that there's a projected labor shortage in six healthcare roles. And of course, pharmacy was one of those healthcare roles. And when I look at the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, you know, they talk about pharmacy technicians projected to grow um, 5% from 2021 to 2031. So when we think about evolving as a healthcare system and specifically within pharmacy, uh, we have to keep that in mind and really have that focus on our employees so that we have Um, the staff in place to be able to support the infrastructure that I mentioned early, um, to maximize our services, support patient care. And then another area is we need to focus on maximizing technology to support the care team and to make sure that they have the tools that they need readily available at hand to provide quality uh, patient care. And then um, another area of focus, I believe, will be uh, precision health. Um, So this will be a larger part of um, improvement in care and exploring the key role that pharmacy plays in this area. So I think um, it's exciting to think about what the next two to three years will bring and definitely seeing that pharmacy has a strong role as we evolve um, as a health system and, and just in improvements of patient care and utilizing the technology that we have access
1: to. I love that. And I think especially as you were talking about, you know, that technology, the digital transformation aspect of it to really make sure that, you know, you're providing the best quality of care, despite shortages or or challenges, Um, but then to utilizing those tools effectively in, in really, as you mentioned earlier, allowing your teammates to work to their top of their abilities, um, which makes, you know, the organization runs more smoothly overall. Um, So I I love that. And I think it's definitely seems like technology will be an impactful part of the future. Yeah,
2: absolutely.
1: Now, before we wrap up here, I'm wondering, what is one change that you or your team has made uh, recently that has yielded some great results?
2: So if I keep with the theme of recruitment retention and responding to the workforce shortages, I would say one of the things that we've done really well recently is focusing on that nationwide technician shortage and understanding impact in our area. And so we developed a system committee with technicians from across our system with the goal of really having the voice of the technician to talk about what can we do to improve recruitment and retention and so we took the time to listen to their concerns, develop goals and action items based on their voice. And we're beginning to see the results and increase engagement. Um, you know, we've revised our um, career ladder. Um, we're developing an apprenticeship program. We're bringing pharmacy technicians into our system leadership structure to ensure that they are present and at the table and have a voice in how we Uh, move forward as pharmacy as a system. And I think that there's been many positive changes and um, response and engagement from our pharmacy technician population, seeing them excited about the changes that we're able to make together, having a voice, um, having a seat at the table, and being engaged in how we move forward as a pharmacy into the future. So I think that's something that has worked really well for us.
1: Fantastic. Well, Marva, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been such a helpful and interesting conversation, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity.
0: It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC.